Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. First thing you got to learn is you don't listen to losers because it's the fastest who gets paid. And it's a race from here on, no matter what happens. He's got him this time. Here they come on turn four. Must go faster. It's going to be a drag race. They touch, they touch. Oh, my God. He's going to do it. It's a video game move. Have you ever? No, I've never. Wow. Unbelievable. (laughs) You ain't first. You're last. Welcome to Running Hot Action Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Giffen, predictive analyst here at Action Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, Stephen Young of Rotogrinders, better known as Stevie TPFL. And this week, we talk bets for the Echo Park Automotive Grand Prix at Circuit of the Americas here on Running Hot. Joey Logano got his first win of the year and the first win of the year for someone other than a Chevy driver by taking the checkered flag first at Atlanta, passing former teammate and fellow Ford driver Brad Keselowski on the last lap. Stevie, I know I have my thoughts on Atlanta, but I'm curious what you thought of Atlanta and does it mean anything for the rest of the season or for the next Atlanta race or anything like that? What do you got? I don't think it means anything for the rest of the season. I think it was a unique situation in Atlanta this past weekend. It was 40 degrees. It was super cold. We know Fords typically stronger when it's colder. I still think Fords are kind of behind the Chevys and probably behind the Toyotas from everything that I've been hearing. So first off, really quick, I'm not going to go on a long rant, but I want to say like, I loved old Atlanta. I loved old Atlanta. It was one of my favorite races. I've been going there ever since I, got media passes and I've been going to Atlanta for eight years. So I'm just going to say one thing. They had to repave the track. They had to, it had to be done when they repaved that track. It was going to be atrocious. So what did they do? They tried to make a situation and try something different. And does it work? Who knows? We don't know. It's the third race. The first two were okay. We got the tire issue figured out. We saw some good racing, But also, like, it was 40 degrees. You couldn't pass the Fords because they were so much stronger. So the Xfinity race was awful. That was an embarrassment. Don't even want to get into that. But where do we need to be? Like, you know, we have to applaud NASCAR for trying something. And they tried something with Atlanta. We don't know if it works yet. 
it's not full on super speedway racing, but it's entertaining racing. And at the end of the day, it needs to have some entertainment value to it. I love, I'm an old school man. I love, you know, Martinsville. I love like the racetracks where you have to race and I can't wait to go to the all-star race this year because they're talking about three seconds of fall off on tires and we're going to see Kevin Harvick dominate everybody. All that aside, not to rant too much, but where do we want to be? Like, we don't want to see Daytona, but we also don't want to see a repaved Atlanta where it's just awful to watch on TV. And I, I think they'd made the best. I don't think they could have left the Atlanta surface when it rained there at Atlanta, which it, it, I mean, it rained Friday. They might not even have been able to race on Saturday this past weekend with how that surface was because it was just so old, so worn out. There was weepers. There was issues. The track was falling apart. They had to repave it. I loved old Atlanta. I don't hate new Atlanta. I really think people are just too judgmental on Atlanta and NASCAR. I think they did the best they could. They're trying something. I really hope they don't do it to Texas. I think that let's see how Atlanta plays out over the next five years. The track's going to get worn out more. We're going to see handling become a thing. It's repaved. It's a repaved racetrack. Repaved racetracks are this way. That's all I got today, Nick. I hear you. And I fully agree with you. I mean, I I said earlier this week, you know, NASCAR is in a box. They absolutely had to repave Atlanta. I'm, I'm right there with you. That doesn't mean the racing product wasn't pretty bad, though, this past weekend, because it was. It wasn't great. It was single file for the first two stages. And then stage three, you couldn't pass. They were too wide at that point, but you just couldn't pass the, the Fords. They were too good. So uh, unfortunate, but you're right. That's uh, It's not going to be indicative of what we see the rest of the year. And it may not even be indicative of the next Atlanta race. That track is going to keep evolving. Temperatures will probably be different when we come back to it in the middle of the summer or end of the summer there. So we'll just have to, to wait and see. But in the meantime, we move on from Atlanta to Circuit of the Americas, a.k.a. CODA, uh, which is the first road course of the year for the NASCAR Cup Series. So real quick, uh, you know, CODA, 20-turn road course, uh, over three miles long. It takes more than two minutes to run a lap here. So while we will have a 50-minute practice, don't know how much that's going to tell us. And the reason we're having a 50-minute practice, Stevie, is because we're going with the low downforce package that we saw the series use at Phoenix, which means a two-inch spoiler. And we're removing the front strakes and then three of the strakes in the back on the diffuser there. So this low downforce and low drag package. So what do you think that's going to do for racing at Coda? Honestly, I don't think it's going to change too much. They went on record last year saying these cars were a little too easy to drive on road courses. So if anything, it helps the guys that excel at road courses. I still think the Chevys are going to be the team to beat, manufacturer to beat. I still think that they have a slight edge to start the season. I don't know if it's this nose thing or if they're just generating a little bit more power, but there's the edges there. You know, everyone's talking about it. So I think low downforce at Coda potentially just really helps the road course racers more than anything else. Uh, but I don't know if we'll necessarily see a ton of change from what we saw last year to this year, but I'm very excited for 50 minutes of practice. I think anytime as someone that does betting or fantasy that you get this kind of information, you just absorb all of it and take it all in. So I think we're going to talk about the stage breaks. I think that's more important than the low downforce package. Yeah, definitely. And my opinion on practice, while I think it, it's nice to have and it's important, even though it's 50 minutes, we're not going to see more than probably a five lap run for most of these cars because right. it is a two minute, 15 second lap. That means a 10 lap average is going to take over 20 minutes. And, you know, I don't think teams are going to run over 20 minutes because I think they're going to want to run 15 minutes, maybe tops 
come in, make some changes, cool the car off, and then do another run later in the session. So it can be a bit misleading. If we look at practice times last year from Coda, Kyle Busch was first, but those Toyotas were terrible. If we look at yeah. five-lap average from Sonoma, Kyle Busch was third, but those Toyotas were terrible. So it's going to be hard to tell who actually is good, but one thing I think it can help us is it can tell us who's missed the mark. Yeah. Last year, Chase Elliott, 30th in practice at Coda. They were behind the eight ball. They got better as the race went on, but he certainly did not have a race-winning car. So I'm going to use practice more that way to tell me who not to bet on more so than to tell me who to bet on I, th I think so you know i'm definitely excited that we get some practice i just i'm not sure how much it's going to be of use but you mentioned the no stage breaks that's where i want to go next no stage breaks so we're still having stages so that means yeah. drivers still get points for finishing first through 10th at the end of a stage and stage one is 15 laps stage two is also 15 laps so at, at lap 30 they'll award stage two points and then the full race is 60 laps. So stage three is 38 laps to get us to 68 total. So Stevie, without the stage breaks, how does that change the racing and the betting on Coda? It changes a lot, in my opinion. I think I think we probably see the winner come from the top 10. You know, definitely going back and looking at old road course races, like the fast cars that are going to qualify fast, like there's no qualifying trim for a road course. You have to go out and run your lap and like you can't make tire adjustments to what you're going to have throughout the race. So, you know, looking back at data for before, because 2017 is when we started stages. So looking back at like 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, it was Sonoma and Watkins Glen. And looking at those two races, a lot of the majority of the winners came from the top 10. And when they didn't, it was big names that are good at road courses. So I think this is huge. Man, I've been begging for this for the last three or four years because what was it? It was last year. Daniel Suarez last year had the best car at Coda and they stayed out for stage one, got in traffic, got banged up, and the car just went the wrong way. So now there's going to be strategy. Don't get me wrong. There's strategies that you can play. The What is it? I think it's like 25 to 27 laps of fuel. So we're going to have to have two pit stops. Coda is not a tire track where it's going to be as much fall off as maybe when we go to like Sonoma, where we'll have more tire fall off. And then it's like, oh, maybe some teams will pit three times instead of two times. So I think most teams are going to probably be on a two pit strategy unless there's cautions where everybody pits. So that's going to kind of do we want to play the race from the back to the front or front to back type of thing. So fast cars, everyone's going to be on the same two pit style type of race and fast cars are not going to get messed up by early stage pitting and stuff like that where oh this car is not going to do well so i think it changes a lot from the betting aspect and the fantasy aspect of this weekend and i think taking advantage of top tens outrights all that stuff on just betting on fast cars where nick we don't have to be like oh this guy did this the last time we were at a road course and this guy did this it doesn't matter anymore it doesn't matter right it's Fast cars, and I think that is something we like to identify fast cars. So it's a fun week for betting this week for me. Yeah, oh, I'm I'm super excited. I, I do think I will definitely unload some more bets as we see practice and qualifying. I, yes. I think there's going to be some good angles to bet as well. But I agree with you in you know stage one. That's going to go to whoever qualifies up front because if you talk about going from back to front on these pit windows, 
26, so 68 minus 26, and then minus another 26. So we're subtracting 52 from 68. That puts us a lap 16, which is right after the lap 15 stage one. So you know they're all going to stay out through the end of stage one yep. before they make their first pit stop because they want those stage points. And even the fast cars can do that without any worry of anything, as long as, you know, there aren't any weirdly timed cautions. So, you know, that means I really like going into the weekend. I'm really looking at like, stage one winner to come from those first two rows i honestly think yeah. maybe you could bet just the whole first two rows and make a profit depending on how books price things for the stage one bet but that's something that'll come as the weekend comes by one other major thing we need to talk about for coda we've got a a pretty fun field here we have a sports car driver in jordan taylor driving the number nine car that chase elliott is normally in chase elliott out injured we have two Formula One drivers, former Formula One drivers, Kimi Raikkonen and Jensen Button, both world champions. Kimi Raikkonen in that track house car, Jensen Button in the Rick Ware car, which also will have Stuart Haas racing help, assistance, affiliation. Then we have two IndyCar drivers, Connor Daly in the number 50 money team car and some guy named Jimmy Johnson coming over from IndyCar, you know, seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion as well. So just a really fun field. What do you make of, of these guys? Yeah, I mean, this is fun, right? From a betting aspect of things, I think you're looking at these for more like top 10 bets. We might get like a group bet. I would, gosh, I, would, I really want to see a group bet of these guys. Mm-hmm. And, and then like, that's where we can kind of take advantage of it. But I don't know if you could necessarily take advantage of it early in the week, right, Nick? Like Jordan yeah. Taylor plus 155. Like I wanted that to be a little bit better for us, like value-wise. Jimmy Johnson plus 290. That's really close. Button, I think was like plus 380 or something like that. Really close to like 400. Like, That's where I wanted Taylor. I think Taylor has the best chance to top 10. Not only is he in the best car from road courses last year, like the nine, Chase Elliott was the fastest car on road courses last year. Jordan Taylor has a lot of experience with sports cars and stuff where the Indy cars and the F1 cars, these guys are phenomenal. They're they're top end talent, elite drivers. Those cars are a lot lighter. They're way different to drive than a cup car. So that's kind of where I'm like, eh, you know, I'm a little bit more nervous about those guys. But I think Jordan Taylor is someone to really watch this weekend. Probably why his line is probably the lowest out of the, you know, four or five guys. Just going to kind of wait and see. I don't think this is something we need to take advantage of early in the week. But, man, let these guys qualify bad and let us get Jordan Taylor like four to one for a top ten. That's where I'm going to be interested. Yeah, for sure. I I, I honestly don't know what to expect from any of these five guys, but I, I sure am excited especially excited to see the return of jimmy johnson at a non-super yes. speedway because you know you and i are both nascar fans we've been around through jimmy's seven titles in his whole career it's just exciting to see him back where you know i loved watching him in the car i'm an indy car fan as well i know you enjoy watching indy cars but it's exciting to see him back where i believe he belongs in a, in a stock car so looking forward to that but we gotta dive into some bets here stevie as always we're gonna take you for a lap around the track Now, we know Circuit of America has 20 turns, and we're not going to give you 20 picks each. be a little much, so we'll just take you through four of Circuit of the America's turns. One pick from each of us per turn before we dive into victory lane. So, Stevie, we've taken the green flag, and it's time to dive into turn one. This is Ryan Blaney, and we're running hops. All right, Steve, we got multiple lines to go through turn one, as you know, at Circuit of the America's. So, which line are you taking in turn one? 
I'm going up that hill and I'm going as fast as I can to the outside to duck in because Justin Haley is a top 10. It's plus 430. Chevy dominated the road courses last year. They've been the fastest car to start this year season as far as like speed is concerned. Colleague Racing clicked on something last year at the end. They ranked first and second in speed at the final road course race of 2022. Justin Haley finished fifth in that race. Having AJ Allmendinger as your teammate plus coach, you know, he coached him in the Xfinity series. AJ Allmendinger is one of the best road course racers. Justin Haley, top 10. This is nice value. I think that he's going to qualify probably in that 15 to 18 range. And we see this go from like 430 to like 250. So this is one that I really want to jump on early in the week. I see a lot of value here at plus 430. I promise you and I didn't talk about this. I got him plus 700 early in the week. Uh, You did. I saw your article on Action Network. I retweeted it for you. We were on the same page. But when I was doing the this for today, I was like, I got to write up plus 430 because that's what the lines are at right now. Yeah, exactly. But yes. <laughs> Amazing call at seven to one. Jumped on that as soon as you like tweeted it out. It's it's weird because, you know, there's some other drivers in that exact same price range, plus 430. And I, I still think I would rather have Haley over all of them. So I'm right there with you. But for my turn one pick, I'm still going to stay with this top 10 market, but I'm leaning towards Austin Dillon for a top 10 at plus 600. You mentioned how AJ Allmdinger you know, teammate to Justin Haley, helped coach him even through the Xfinity series. Well, Austin Dillon had Tyler Reddick as his teammate last year, and now he has some guy named Kyle Busch as his teammate this year, two incredibly good road course racers. And we have seen Austin Dillon improve at road courses throughout his career. So he is getting better at these road courses. He's getting these borderline top 10 finishes. And when you're getting borderline top 10 finishes, Eventually, one of those is going to turn into a top 10 finish. So I don't see any reason he should be plus 600. Now, I'm just leaning it right now because I think there's a chance he probably doesn't qualify amazing and we can still get this number after we see practice. So I'm just kind of curious what you think about that. Yeah, I mean, he was terrible early in his career at road courses. Someone that like on the fantasy side, we were fading every single road course and he improved over the last two years, and I think a lot of that has to do with like working with Tyler Reddick. And I know Max Pappas helps a lot of the the Chevy drivers as well. I know he's like a personal coach for like William Byron. So I think this is a really good value. We saw him get two top tens last year, including a top ten here. He finished eleventh in one of the other road courses. So I don't mind this. My only concern is, and you're getting this. This is why it's priced the way that it is value wise. Is the speed wasn't great. A lot of his track position was gained on pit road and strategy. How aggressive are they going to be strategy-wise without the stage breaks and cautions? So that's my only concern when it comes to Austin Dillon, but he has improved as a driver. Him and Bubba Wallace took leaps. Yes. They took leaps. So where some drivers are kind of just there, these guys took leaps. And you you talk to these guys, and they, they said they put a lot of work in on their road courses. So that's where the price is, and I think I'm with you. I think he qualifies kind of bad, and you can maybe get this even better on the weekend. Yeah, exactly. So just something to keep an eye out on going into the weekend. and totally agree with you right there. I actually think the stages may hurt this bet a little bit more. But again, we could get it even longer going into the weekend. So that took us through turn one. We made that left turn. Now we're going to head into turn two. I'm Denny Hanlon, and this is Turn 2 here on Running Hot. All right, Stevie, what do you got for us for Turn 2? 
I'm going to go to Daniel Suarez. I already kind of talked about how he had the best car here last year and the pitch strategy kind of messed him up. Like he, he was very, very fast in practice. His fall off just lap over lap was fantastic. And he had a ton of speed. So I think we saw that Chevy's were really fast at the beginning of the year. He was six in green flag speed at Coda, but that, that didn't like really tell the story because that first stage, he was by far the best car. So had some damage, got banged up a little bit coming through the field and just didn't have a good day. Three top five finishes on the six road courses last year, ranked fourth in speed on road courses last year. This team, just like I said, ton of speed last year. In general, we've already seen the speed come back. Suarez and, and Ross Chastain are already fast. So getting this at 270, I think, is value. This is kind of right where my model is. It was like 250, I think. So it's not like insane value. But Suarez is someone that qualified well on a few road courses last year. I think he started second at Coda, third, ninth, and eighth. Like this line maybe moves closer to like 180-ish if he qualifies really well. So I do think that there's enough value to get it early in the week. And if he qualifies really bad and I can take advantage of that later in the week, I, I just have two values at it. Exactly. Right there with you. I think this is both him and my pick, which is Alex Bowman, plus 280 for a top five as my turn two pick. Both of these guys are right there in terms of they have the potential to not only finish top five, but win the race. I mean, Alex Bowman finished second last year in that crazy finish. And he was right there in contention for the truck series win as well, if I remember correctly, last year at Circuit of the Americas. So Alex Bowman and Daniel Suarez are right in that price range. I think they opened around, I think Bowman opened around 20 or 25. Suarez opened around 18. And they've both since been bet down to about 16 to 1, depending on where you're shopping around. But I I think this is just the spot where either of these guys could finish top five. Both of them could qualify towards the front. I think it's more likely for Daniel Suarez than for Alex Bowman. So I think if you're planning on waiting on one of these, I would wait more on Alex Bowman than I would wait on Daniel Suarez. But I still think... Both of these guys are bets. And what I really like about Alex Bowman, not only is this so far his best road course, but he gets Blake Harris as his crew chief now. And I know Blake Harris is suspended, but he's going to have all the input on that car setup going into the weekend and on the baseline strategy that they're going to use going into the weekend. And Blake Harris took Michael McDowell to a career year last year, which included some incredible road course finishes for that team over at Front Row Motorsports. So I think this is the perfect pairing for these road courses. I love Alex Bowman plus 80 for a top plus 280, I should say, for a top five finish. Listen, I really looked into Michael McDowell top 10 bet because he had four of them last year on road courses and like he had no speed. It was all strategy. So I think that's an excellent point. They put him in a great position last year strategy wise. And so I think, listen, the crew chiefs aren't there, but they're in the ears. Let's be honest. They're back at Hendrick Motorsports sitting in the war room with every scanner up and like maybe even doing a better job of being able to know what's going on because they have all these like ways to look at it. I think it's great that Bowman's back in the truck again this year for Coda, so he'll get extra track time. Different cars, but track time. Knowing braking zones, knowing just the track and getting time. Like, you know, it's a big deal this weekend when like Amarola, AJ, Byron, Ty Gibbs, they're all running the Xfinity race too. Like everybody wants track time at a place like Coda. So I think it, it doesn't hurt Alex Bowman to be running the trucks. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. 
They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. NASCAR betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, Call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. We took that turn to his little right-hander there. Turn three is going to lead us into all these S's here, Stevie, so uh, yeah. We're about to dive into turn three. I'm Austin Dillon, driver the number three, and this is turn three here on Running Hot. All right, Stevie, what do you have for turn three? Listen, everyone knows that I'm a huge William Byron fan this year, but I have to go with AJ Allmendinger over William Byron at even money, plus 100. AJ had a 5.4 better average finish last season running a part-time schedule in the Cup Series than William Byron. He also ran five spots better like during runs on average. So AJ ranked ninth in speed. Byron is about 14th. My model has AJ as the favorite in this one. So I'm definitely having value at even money. Listen, William Byron, very talented, very underrated road course racer. I think he's going to be very good. AJ can win this race. Where William Byron might finish fifth, AJ can win this race. So we're going to talk more AJ here in just a minute in turn four. But yeah, I like AJ Allmendinger over William Byron at even money. Yeah, 100% agree with you. And I'm going to take this bet myself. So I think this is a fantastic bet. I I definitely have AJ Allmendinger rated higher than William Byron in my model as well. So getting even money or or, or anything plus money on it, uh, you know, plus 100 is a plus number technically. I I like it. (laughs) Yeah, technically. So, you know, if we have him favored, we have to take him at even money. So definitely with you there. I'm going to stick with a head-to-head theme here. 
And while I know Tyler Reddick absolutely smoked Kyle Busch last year, I think a lot of it had to do with the team. Now they're essentially flipping teams, right? Kyle Busch gets that Chevy, that RCR Chevy that we know has the potential to be very fast. And Tyler Reddick goes to those Toyotas, which struggled mightily last year at road courses. And the more tire wear the road course had, the more the Toyotas struggled. They were absolutely abysmal at Sonoma, which has the highest tire wear of all the road courses. And they did a lot better. You know, Chris Rebell was in contention for the win at the Indy road course, which has almost no tire wear. And I know Chris Rebell did win at the Charlotte Roval, and that does have tire wear, but he was running in the back half of the top 10 all day. He made a pure strategy play at the very end of that race because that was the only thing he could do to win and get in through to the next round of the playoffs. And it happened to work out because there was so much tire wear there, even though they weren't that good. Now, they did make gains even with it being a high t- higher tire wear road course, but the Toyotas were behind the eight ball. And I don't even think this, you know, low downforce thing is going to help them because we saw it create more tire wear at Phoenix. So if it's yeah. going to make it harder through the turns, those tires are going to wear out even more. I think it hurts the Toyotas even more. So I am just going to say that I think this Chevy, the RCR Chevy of Kyle Busch will be stronger than the 2311 Toyota of Tyler Reddick. So it's just a pure play on the car for me. I obviously think Reddick's a fantastic road course racer. But so is Kyle Busch. So it's just pure situational play. Yeah, don't forget like how good Kyle is at road courses. 34 races at Sonoma and Walking's Glen combined. Four wins, 13 top fives. Like This is a guy that was really good at road courses before the new car. The new car, just Toyota missed the mark with the new car on road courses. We saw it last year. They struggled a lot. So don't forget like how good Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch are on road courses just in general. So if Toyota maybe takes a step forward. Denny probably takes a step forward, but we don't have to worry about Chevy taking a step forward. We know that Kyle Busch is going to be good. I think I was kind of hoping like early week we'd have Kyle at longer odds, but uh, most books have him as like the second or third favorite. So I hope he qualifies bad and we can take advantage of that. But I really wanted like early week Kyle Busch advantage. So, hey, listen, finally get in some Kyle Busch love. I'm wearing a Kyle Busch shirt because I don't want people to forget just how good he is. And Listen, this is a guy that's ticked off a win at almost every road course race, so he needs a Coda win. So watch out for Kyle Busch this week. I'm wearing a Kyle shirt, too. It's just a different Kyle. Uh, there we go. The <laughs> Kyle love is on the podcast this that's week. That's right. That's right. So I think uh, we're both in agreement on Kyle Busch there. So we got to continue through these S's in a turn four. I'm Noah Gregson, and this is turn four here on Running Hot. Stevie, going through these S's, uh, which way are we zigging and zagging through turn four? We got to go to the man, right? AJ Allmendinger, uh, 12 to 1. They put him in this cup car to go out and win races and give this team a chance to make the playoffs. And listen, with the speed that we've seen from Chevy, with the speed that AJ had last season in a part-time schedule, we know that he's capable of winning races. He had a chance to win this race last year. He had a chance to win multiple road courses last year. Top 10 in the final four road course races last year. One of the best road course racers in NASCAR. One of the best road course racers in NASCAR history as far as speed just always seemed to have an issue with something or another. And I think the new car situation definitely helps the JTG. This car broke down and had an issue and the clutch went out and like give this guy good equipment and he's going to be running up front. And and we saw that big time in the Xfinity series. So we talked about practice. I think giving a guy like AJ Allmendinger 50 minutes of practice of being able to adjust this car. Watch out, man. 
not only do I like AJ Allmendinger to win this race, I wouldn't be shocked if he starts on the top five. I wouldn't be shocked if he wins stage one, stage two, and the race. So the AJ love is here. I don't necessarily love 12 to one, but I know by the end of the weekend that we're probably going to see it closer to like eight to one. So I'm going to get on it early in the week here. Yeah, definitely. AJ Allmendinger, Circuit of the Americas, they're kind of a match made in heaven. I mean, this is they are. A, a track made for road course racers and AJ Allmendinger, the the ultimate road course racer and in these cars, which are made to be more like road course racing cars. I think this is a great spot for him. And, you know, we talked about how we think Chevy is going to be the dominant manufacturer and they have been so far. So I, I got to agree with you. I'm going to go to a different Chevy for my turn for. And I think that for me is going to be Alex Bowman. This is just a lean right now. I think 18 to one is probably a little too short. I preferred it when it was 20, 22, 25. I think you could get it certain places earlier in the week. But, you know, there's just so many strong road course racers, A.J. Allmendinger, Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch, right? All these different Chevy drivers that are very, very good, not to mention defending race winner Ross Chastain, who we haven't even mentioned yet on the podcast, Daniel Suarez, his teammate, that I don't know if I want to take 18 to 1, but Alex Bowman is in that conversation of those drivers that I just mentioned who are all Chevy drivers as well. That's why I'm leaning so hard towards the Chevys here. But Alex Bowman, we talked about him already. This is his best road course. And he's got that crew chief potential here with, with Blake Harris. So I'm just very high on him. And I think one thing that I think is very interesting, I think books have been very sharp this week. You're mentioning in Kyle Busch that the odds were short on him. We were looking towards him coming into the week. Almondinger was another one. Alex Bowman was another one. And yep. they've definitely priced these drivers down. So I think the books are pretty sharp here as well overall. And betters have been sharp because where they did find Alex Bowman at 18 or 20 to one, they did bet him down to, well, I should say 20 or plus. Um, they did bet him down to 18. I think there's still value at 18, but it's pretty thin value. So at that point, I'll just look for Alex Bowman in those other markets, which is why I took him as a top five bet. But once we get practice and qualifying, if there somehow is some value out there with Alex Bowman outright, I'd probably end up taking that. Yeah, I like it. I mean, this is a guy that had a chance to win this race last year. We know how good Chevys are at road courses last year. And Alex Bowman is a very talented race car driver. It's just whether or not the strategy was in his favor last year, like the speed was there. He had a lot of speed. At Coda, he had good speed at Sonoma. He had good speed at Road America. Indy Road Course, Watkins Glen, not great. I don't think he ran the Roval. I think that was one of the concussion races that he missed. So I think Alex Bowman getting him, I kind of wanted more like 20 to 1 like you were talking about. So I'd like the lean. Hopefully he qualifies bad and we can take advantage of it. And like not even necessarily qualifying bad. Like if he qualifies like 15th, 16th, we might see this push closer to 20. Yeah, oh, I agree with you. And these qualifying sessions are going to be interesting because, you know, it's not the single car qualifying that we have at the ovals. It is going to be those group sessions. So there's always the chance that, uh, you know, he gets held up in traffic or something like that and can't get a good clean lap. So I agree with you there. So that is turn one through turn four. We're going to complete the rest of the lap here. I mean, we got to go through the rest of these S's. We got the nice big hairpin down at turn 11, a big long straight up into turn 12. And then we come through what we call like the stadium section there all the way through 19 and 20. And Stevie, we took the checkered flag. We made it into victory lane. We won the race. So what's our victory lane pick? 
We're going to go race winning manufacturer Chevy minus 130. I was typing this up and you're like, hey, let's make this our victory lane. So we're both very heavy on this. Why is it 130? Like the, the Chevy's won all six road courses last year. They had six of the top 10 cars in speed on road courses last year. Take the early stage pitting away and the, the fastest cars are going to shine. Listen, clearly Chevy was the strongest manufacturer last season on road courses. They have clearly been the strongest manufacturer to start 2023. I really think this line, Nick, ends up at like 180, like minus 180 by race day, if not more. We saw Fords move a lot last week. I think Chevys are going to move a lot this week. So even at 130, I really want to get on this early in the week. I already have. So yep. I was I was pumped when you were like, hey, let's let's make this our victory lane. I was like, yeah, let's make this our victory lane. Oh, God. I absolutely love this bet. This is my favorite bet of the week. It's so good. And with these changes that I talked about how I think the aero change could affect the Toyotas even more because more tire wear hurt them last year. Well, the Fords, they also have this nose change this year. Yep. And what that's done is it's reduced their drag, but it's also reduced their downforce. So it's kind of like the same thing NASCAR is trying to do, which will increase their tire wear. So I think just the Ford nose change in general probably hurts them a little bit at the road courses, whereas, you know, it helps them at those Atlantas, those super speedways, those qualifying shorter runs. We've seen how the Fords have struggled on tire wear this year. Doesn't matter what track it's been. They've struggled with tire wear and they were pretty far off at Phoenix. They were definitely off at Las Vegas with the tire wear. I think this hurts them, just the nose change at road courses. And I think the low downforce, low drag package that NASCAR is coming with hurts Toyota even more. And the Chevys have been dominant this year. They were dominant last year at the road courses. I love this bet. Minus 130. Please get on this bet because like you said, it's it's going to be beyond minus 150 by the end of the weekend, I would think. Yeah, maybe before we even get to the weekend, because I mean, a lot of people I think are going to jump on this one early in the week. Yeah, definitely. So there it is, our victory lane pick. We are taking Chevy as the race winning manufacturer, and that is going to do it for us. Thank you for listening to the Echo Park Automotive Grand Prix episode of Running Hot Action Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. We'll be back this time next week to talk about bets for the Toyota Owners 400 at Richmond Raceway, which is our second shorter flat track race of the year. So, you know, we'll have some decent race data to lean on from that one from Phoenix when we saw that similar lower downforce package at another shorter flat track. So on behalf of my co-host, Stephen Young, thanks again for listening. And we'll see you back here next week on Running Hot from Action Network. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.